Hello, what's up? What's up, good people? Happy Saturday. It's Saturday. You've tuned into another episode of Youth Development, What's Working and What's Not. I am Jackie. Tyra, how are you? Shout It's Saturday. <laughs> it is Saturday in Chicago, and it is the end of September. Tomorrow starts October, and uh, it feels like August outside or like it- July. So I'm in a really exceptionally good mood. <laughs> it does. It does feel beautiful outside. I was outside for a long time today. I am actually low-key tired because uh, it was kind of like a self-care, spend the day with my niece kind of thing going on. So she met me downtown because my dentist is downtown. So she wanted to hang out with me. So she came all the way from Madison, met me downtown because she wanted to spend the day with me. And I'm just like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> so so we left there because I told her, because she does hair, right? Now, she actually does hair professionally, like in a shop. And um, she's into, um, like, making up her own, like, um hair teas, um, hair butters, and stuff like that. So I told her I'd take her to this place in Hyde Park that sells, like, all kind of um, natural herbs and, and teas and... and you at What did you say? Where did you take her? What's the name of this place? Um, it's on 53rd. Dun, dun, dun. It's on 53rd. Um... Oh. Uh, what is the name of the place? It is called Bon. Wait, Bon Bon Santa Sante. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. S A N T E Bon Sante Health Foods, fifteen twelve East fifty third. Um, bon Sante. <laughs> yes, when I tell you that place is like a, a health food, a black health food. Uh, connoisseur's dream so if you want to go in there and like any type of of natural herb vitamins anything that if you're into um, health and wellness they have everything in it that you can imagine and so um, she picked out some things that she wanted like you know it's like to make her her natural hair stuff so we've been there forever We've been there forever. Then we went to Jai Grill, which is like a few steps mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So we was just in Hyde Park today. Hyde Park was just the place for us today. And eventually, we finally made it home. <laughs> after she spent all my money. <laughs> I have to ask. Oh, Lord. Did you- Hi. Um, I said, I have to ask. Did you do any recording? Did, no, 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 no. I did. I, you know what? I should have did, made like a vlog style type thing. I did not. I didn't even think of that because we walked and we walked and we walked. First, we was downtown. We walked forever downtown because she wanted to go to Starbucks. She wanted to go here. Shout out to I want a smoothie. Then I'm like, girl, <laughs> girl. And this child is she, she grown, but I ain't talking about like no 11, 12. This child grown. So, because <laughs> so, I, I don't, 
Yeah, this child grown. Chicago. Um, uh, well, I see her literally every weekend. Oh, okay. I see her every weekend, so it's not like. And I was just with her, but she's wanted to come and spend all my money, which was fine, I guess. But other than that, how was your day? Come on, rich auntie vibes. Listen, <laughs> do do you understand me? I, I guess that's what it was giving. But that wasn't what I was trying to give. But I guess that's what it was giving. Hmm. Well, my day was pretty good. Um, I slept in uh, much longer than normal, right? I don't have to work today. It's a Saturday yeah. in Chicago, and I didn't have to work, so I didn't plan anything either mm-hmm. because we've just been moving so much um, between work and, like, church and, like, I don't know. It feels like, uh, well, not feels like. The beginning of the month, uh, we went out of town to St. Louis for our family reunion and since then i've just felt like i needed to take a day to slow down right mm-hmm. um but then <laughs> but then i was eating something and i was eating some doritos mm-hmm. um and my tooth cracked and no like, oh, uh, yes it did child yes it did so i've been um i found a emergency dentist um to look at it and you know tell me hey this is what needs to happen next blah 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 right and then um just the drive child the drive from where i had to go because y'all know i say i'm a south side girly okay mm-hmm. um but i had to go um to the Southport neighborhood. And anybody knows where Southport neighborhood is? That's like up by Lakeview. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Over in that area. And trying to get back, baby. Um, <laughs> on a Saturday on that S-curve. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was just a little bit of traffic. But we made it. We's yet alive, okay? Well, praise um, God. And grab something to eat. Of course, you know, out on a Saturday, we always gonna grab something to eat. Even mm-hmm. though I got a backed up tooth situation kind of like well honey you should have just grabbed some (laughs) (laughs) but everything's fine now so i'm back at home you know almost full belly (laughs) Uh um and i'm ready to like you know start figuring out like what i'm gonna wear to church tomorrow really yeah 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 so i guess today was just a day to go to the dentist so i try to get all of my appointments all of my yearly appointments out the way toward the end of the year or around nearing or around my birthday time so okay so we knocked out the dentist so you know you got to do like your you know your annual physical go to the doctor and all that other stuff so I made that appointment so that's going to be later on and all that other mess so we yeah so we both knocked out the dentist today which is which is cool yeah, go go to the dentist, y'all. Go to the dentist, go to the doctor. Ladies, go get your, your mammograms, all that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> all that mess. All of that mess. But yeah, um, listen. So in the in the youth development world, right? I got I got so many questions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I do. I got so many questions. And I don't even know what this will be entitled or whatever. I got so many, so many questions. I, when I tell you, I am learning. If nothing else, I am learning so much. Um, 
in my new role, in my new position, in the new environment that I am in, where I am constantly around young people, right? Mm-hmm. Constantly. Um, just not only just observing their needs and different things like that, but just um, observing like the educational environment and just, you know, their, their personal environment and, 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 you know, the type of, we always talk about culture, you know, on, on the podcast, right. And just talk about the, the culture in which they are exposed to what they have become adapted to uh, what they have become exposed to and adapted to. Right. Um, and, and some of it is very, concerning to me how how they adapt to a certain culture so easily and what and what I mean by that is that um like for an example and I know we we talked about the the instability and the emotions and all the other stuff but why is it that it seems as though that drama anger um, even violence, you know, at times or whatever, is something that young people gravitate more towards and that they are exposed to more, that they have the ability to easily to adapt to that more versus something that of a positive nature, of a peaceful setting, all that other stuff. Because, um, like, <laughs> Like for an example, like for an example, um, there has there has been, you know, quite a few altercations, <laughs> quite a few altercations, if you will, and I'm just like, it, it seems like that is always the first response to a dispute. First of all, the disputes always be like super petty, right? And then, but it's always that an altercation seems to be the the first response. And and because that is the first response, I I guess after this most recent one that I saw, I wondered and and it was what would you say? You kind of like going in and out. What'd you say? I said most recent what? Most recent fight? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, between these these two young ladies, sixth grade, and I mean. It was like, I don't know even how to describe it. Because I'm like, how did you become so accustomed to, I mean, like fighting like like they were grown people, right? And you're, you're in sixth grade, meaning like you're probably 11 or something like that. Like, where, where, did, you, where did you become such, uh, so knowledgeable in fighting so knowledgeable <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying in that right where, where did you become so knowledgeable in 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 your short lifespan where as opposed to you trying to learn something positive as opposed to trying to learn something positive or something have to do with school or subject in school or something like that that's like pulling teeth mm. Can I? <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm I'm legit. I mean, that was not rhetorical. I really do want to know. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I was like, "Oh, does she want to respond?" <laughs> no, no, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I would I would love to hear, you know, any thought that you may have. But I mean, I, I don't know. And it, it was just it's just baffling to me because it wasn't just that one particular incident. It's been several. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When you say and this is just for context and because I'm kind of low key nosy, right? Okay. When you say how did you become well versed or like so knowledgeable about fighting? Uh-huh. Because of the way they were fighting? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I mean, because like what the scene for us? Come like, where did you learn how to square up like that? You only you only 10. You only <laughs> <laughs> you eleven. I'm sorry. It is not funny, but that <laughs> is it's hilarious, y'all. <laughs> The subject matter is not funny at all, so please forgive us. <laughs> but but it's it's so confusing. It is so confusing to me because I'd be like, "Where did you get that from?" And 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 how did you become so? I mean, you know, you think about it at you think about it after the fact. Of course, you know, you're, you're not thinking about it as it's going oh. on, right? You know, because it's too much going on, right? But it's like after the fact, we actually can sit down and actually contemplate, right? You like. Where did who? Because no, because you didn't you didn't go to school for that. You you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you know that's what I go through. Do y'all see Jackie? What? <laughs> I'm just wondering. You know, nobody nobody took you to a class to do that. I mean, but I'm a product of my environment, right? So okay, fighting all the time, or am I? I'm exposed to fighting all the time, or a certain style of fighting, right? Okay. As you're talking, um, <laughs> I said to you via text yesterday, right? World Star has like completely yes babies, right? So if it's a product of if I'm a product of my environment, I see that style of violence all the time, or regularly, or even once, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that was impactful enough, right? Mm-hmm. I am. Because I was exposed to it, I'm more likely to exhibit it or I'm more likely to want to try it. I'm more likely to, you know, all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. At the pocket, I was thinking about this video that I saw. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, or I'm trying to recall, rather, recollect, remember, um, where it had to have been on IG because I don't have TikTok on my phone anymore, right? And y'all know I have the the Facebook struggle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but which, by the way, I saw an email. I don't know why Facebook still sends me emails, even though it won't let me use that to log in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I had seventy three invites and I was or a friend request, and I'm like, well, I guess y'all ain't never go. <laughs> know that I don't know who's you know friend requesting me but anyhow um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I saw this video on Instagram right but it was a video of two like younger women right not not necessarily girls not necessarily teenagers but like one was like really big the other one was like kind of like and I'm sorry when I say big I mean like uh square shoulders tall and then the other one was like not as what not the same weight right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. See, you know not too far in height when I tell you this girl like the way she grabbed her and swung her around do you know um that movie Matilda 
Mm-hmm. And in the movie, the principal. No, I don't recommend no, you know, no teachers, admin doing this, right? It's a movie. It's a fictional movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not voting. But in the movie, um, for those of us that know it, we know that there's this huge, tall, like, um, Olympic shock put, you know, uh, in terms of body, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably lifting weights woman who takes a, what was the grade, like second or third grader and swings them around by their pigtails, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, it's a movie with white, with white people in the setting. So I need to say that just off top, right? <laughs> just off GP. Um, but additionally, like, because if we saw anything like that in a black movie, we'd be like, oh my God, like they're promoting like violence and blah, blah yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I say that is because these two black young women, again, probably early or late teens, early 20s, right? Um, the one girl, like, quite literally, like, drug her around in the air mm-hmm. during this fight. And I immediately thought about Matilda, right? Mm-hmm. Now, y'all might say I'm reaching here, right? That's just one example. But when you, when Jackie said, like, how did you learn to fight like that? I immediately thought of this real representation of something that I've seen in a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing I would add, like, outside of exposure is when, or I'm sorry, outside of exposure to environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I feel like the youth that I've worked with have had this mentality of I'm gonna fight you so you don't get up right okay. I'm gonna fight you so you have no like I'm gonna fight you it's almost like a celebrity death match in a way like I'm gonna fight you until like you need an ambulance and it's like wait a minute where did you again like so, so when you were when I was laughing Jackie it was more so like I've experienced that emotion mm. because it's funny right but mm-hmm. more like oh my god like ooh <laughs> yeah, exactly um so to hear that that's happening like in fifth and sixth grade I'm talking I was primarily talking about high school students right no seeing them you know fight like with that degree of you definitely not don't want to fight me again right mm-hmm. um so to say like where it comes from outside of i'm a product of my environment outside of exposure i think the only other thing i would or like again lived experience right exposure outside of that the only other thing I could think of is media right Mm. talking to um (laughs) it's a grown man now and it's crazy because like a couple of years ago um he actually was one of my youth right Mm -hmm. so kind of hear him talk about like his experiences in the school knowing like how he's been trained uh as a community organizer and like through restorative justice and stuff like that it's like really wild to like hear him like uh it, one is really wild to see the growth because he's always been very mature but it's like additionally wild like a deeper level of wild because he's talking about some of the same stuff we're talking about right mm-hmm. and he works at um Inglewood STEM mm-hmm. 
And he, I think he started working or I'm sorry, he works inside of, I won't say he works for the school, but um, he's like a support staff um, Mm -hmm. doing restorative justice work in the school for context. Right. Mm -hmm. But just some of the things that he shared in terms of like level of fighting and the amount of fighting has been like record breaking. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, And in this last conversation that I had with him was, I want to say like last week, I remember him saying like, yeah, you know, youth these days have everything at their fingertips. Like they can get sales, they can get car, like they can get drugs, like just everything at their fingertips. So like, and that's not something like that was completely lost on me, but to hear him say like, as a person who is under 21, I can go and get a hotel room. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> mm-hmm. To say it out loud, right? In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, somebody's doing, like somebody who is of age, right? Because if I have to, like just tell on myself, right? Mm-hmm. There are times where me and my little teenage friends, the ones who weren't going to church, right? The ones who, you know, even if they was going to church, was just a little bit more far advanced than I was. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, would like wanting to like try alcohol was a thing, right? Right. And I remember, like, very vividly remember, like, one of our friends like convincing an adult to go and buy purchase alcohol for us, right? And of course, it wasn't nobody in our family, right? Or nobody who would like go back and tell. But mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it was like, oh, okay, now this is, again, an eye-opener for me in my young age of 16, right? To be like, oh, okay, this is how people do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, again, in my older, you know, uh, thinking, right, and understanding of life, again, to be able to hear somebody say like, oh, if I'm 16 and I want a hotel, it's done. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's crazy to me, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and the interesting thing, um, I was talking to a few of the teachers. Um, when was this? Yesterday, and uh, you know, we were just discussing how, like, you know, a lot of the children they they don't have um sense of the future, sense of next steps, meaning that I'm not going to be in this grade forever, right? Um, especially um. So for those that are in the latter part of middle school, so if you're in seventh, eighth grade, right? And seeing as though that a lot more of the high schools are turning into, um, if they're not fully like selective enrollment or whatever, you know, you have to apply to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so they don't have the, the awareness is not there to where um, if your discipline record looks like a dictionary you know looks like an old school dictionary Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying that that follows you you know what I'm saying and so in that um when when you go to try to apply to one of these schools you know um when it's time to do so not only are they looking at your grades as early as your seventh grade career they're going to be looking at your discipline record and saying that, you know, without even meeting you, having no type of interview, don't know nothing about you. All they see is you on paper. Mm. Right. And even if you, <clears throat> excuse me, even if you are, you know, let's say if you had a come to Jesus moment and you want to try to change your ways because now all of a sudden the light bulb turned on. Right. 
all they have to go on is this record. And if if it just so happened, you know, that God doesn't intervene, you know, with his favor and whatnot, they're going to be looking like, you know, I don't want that headache over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't think a lot of them have that grasp or that understanding of next steps, that understanding of the future, because what this is October, mm-hmm. right? Well, basically October. And so when you, you know, we're going into the fall and winter season or whatever, you know. And so by the time spring rolls back around, you know, um, it's going to be time to assess and talk about advancement and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, of course, um, I know I've seen a lot on TikTok and it's been like really, really um, prevalent on TikTok, like teachers and and different uh, youth development workers speaking out on, you know, on how behind students are in terms of their grade level, in terms of their reading, their comprehension, just just them being um, behind, period. And but still, you know, being able to be promoted to the next grades to where, you know, I saw one particular stitch to where this high school teacher, I believe she was um, a sophomore English teacher. Mm -hmm. um, And she was saying how like many of her students are still at like a sixth and seventh grade level at sophomore here and I'm just like my god you know and I know that has we're not even going to go into the factors that make that up you know what I'm saying because you get of course you get your your parental factors or whatever this you know we, we're not even going to go into all that because we I, I don't want to get into um um a debate in terms of trying to assess fault or blame or whatever you know because that's easy to do but I, I'm just I'm more so now that I am like directly in this environment I'm so concerned because again they don't have the sense of the future so like for an example I, mean, I guess it's gonna be another funny example <laughs> so we were we had you know every school has their audits right you know to where you know people from the district the higher ups you know they come visit the school you know blah 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 so um we tried to as best as we could have a conversation with some you know each grade level have a conversation with students say hey you know i'm saying you're gonna start seeing some unfamiliar faces around the building blah 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 blah. this is why they're here Da, da 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 you know um basically Try not to kill each other, you know. Try to can we can we please like try to act right at least while these people are here, right? Um, <laughs> and that didn't, of course, that didn't stick. That didn't resonate, <laughs> right? And I was taking my group to lunch, and you know, we're trying to transition. I'm taking them to lunch. This girl, when I tell you, she literally jumped from one part of the stairs, literally almost to the bottom. I turned around, I was like, with the with one of the representatives, like like within arm's reach almost. I just turned around, I just looked, I said, Jariah. <laughs> I was I was flabbergasted at first. But I was just like, Jariah. But you kind of expected it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was like, 
And I told her, I tried to pull her aside. I told her, I was like, Troy, don't you see that lady right there? Remember we talked about, well, you know, that we were going to have people, you know, around here, whatever. They're going to be observing y'all or whatever this and that. You know, try not to be acting all crazy. She was like, I don't know her. Oh, she can't do nothing to me. I don't know her. I was like, oh, my goodness. Uh... But I, it, it wasn't shocking because even though that they tried to stress you know, the importance of the visit of the artist and that. At the end of the day, they don't care. I mean, like, the, the teacher don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know them. What does she have to do with me? And that's literally, that's literally what she said. She said, I don't know her. She can't do nothing to me. And I was like, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? And in that moment, I couldn't do anything but just, you know, uh, finish escorting, you know, you know, them to lunch and whatnot, but I was just like, <sighs> you know, and, and again, not having that sense of their surroundings, not having that sense of, and I don't know if it's just because they're children that, you know, they, even if you try to make them aware of certain things around them. I don't know if it's just because of adolescence. I don't know how, how do you, okay, maybe this is a question I need to ask and I feel like I'm rambling. How do you make youth understand accountability? Mm. How do you do that? Because it's like you could tell them until you blew in the face how important something is, whether it be their grades, their behavior, da-da-da-da. You know, is it just do you just chalk it up to adolescence? I mean, but it's like, how how do you effectively teach accountability to children? Um, <clears throat> so there are so many ways I could answer that question. It's really interesting, though, because I keep thinking, so outside of the fighting, though, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there are things that happen with children in Black schools. Mm-hmm. Um, that we kind of like demonize but okay. in, a, in a school that was more diverse or mm. happened in a school that was predominantly white mm-hmm. it would be like oh they're just kids right mm. with that oh. I do feel like we have to be very intentional about you know reminding our kids that there's a time and a place for everything Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that a lot. Um, for instance, we in a dentist uh, waiting room right today. And my daughter, who's about to be nine this month in October, um, was just kind of like bouncing around. Right. And that's not like odd for her. In mm-hmm. terms of the fact that she's the only child. So when somebody else has my attention, she wants my attention because she's an only child. She's used to having all of my attention when we're at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a moment where I had to tell her, like, okay, you need to sit down, right? And then after she sat down, right, I saw her move to another seat, which I think she was trying to read something. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, it ain't like, it ain't like you bothering nothing, right? Mm-hmm or destroying anything but then like it was the uh, or like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. it was the 
uh, reaction uh, or the exit, like the physical, verbal, uh, audible um, display of impatience, right? And I had to just give her like, the best stare I could to make her understand, like, you better sit down and figure out what to do with yourself. Mm. Right? And I don't see that happening in a way because, like, that's something I would pull, like, out my back pocket, right? That's not my go-to. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, and but, um, okay, to also, so I won't be long-winded, right? Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I think it varies by the child. Mm. and I think it varies like it's situational as well right because I am one of those parents who I really have to I had to decide how old was she um second grade first grade she was in first grade it was the middle of first grade she must have been like six I want to say I want to say she was like six but I had to like really uh intentionally decide like that I was not going to hit her anymore right mm-hmm. and I think the thing that like helps me want to answer your question in a certain way is the fact that a lot of times I see parents like resulting or not uh like their go-to measurement of discipline in the moment is to like jap out on a kid right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cuss they kid out or to like publicly embarrass their child right mm-hmm. and I think part of what we're seeing with our kids is there and I'm again I'm not trying to make any blanket like generalizations or anything like that I'm just talking about what I see mm-hmm. um, because I don't have any numbers to support this but my mind frame says that because I witness kids get beat up on by their parents Mm -hmm. um, or verbally assaulted by their parents a lot more unfortunately in our communities as well that makes me wonder if that has any correlation with the violence that we see in our schools when their parents not around Mm. so like for instance (laughs) um and I'm sorry this is like a different type of example right Mm-hmm. And I, I've, it's funny because I filmed asking you if you like did any content. Like I literally filmed my reaction to this and mm-hmm. never posted it. But the first week of school, there was a had to be pre-K pre-K student who was getting dropped off as I was dropping off my daughter. Right, and like you, it's pre-K, maybe kindergarten. Right, no older than kindergarten. But it's your like first few weeks of school if you in pre-K. Right, or mm-hmm. days, I should say, in school if you're in pre K, slash um, maybe like the first few days of your second year in school, right? You're still, you know, not really sure what to do. You're like, again, thinking in a almost baby mindset, right? Okay. The child is like vividly eager to say, I love you to the, to the mom. The mom is looking like confused, like she doesn't know what to say and never says, I love you. Mm. Right. So, again, I'm kind of positioning that in this conversation because I feel like a lot of parents that I see, unfortunately, are not showing love 
don't know how to give love or express love, display love, whatever you want to call it. But then also, unfortunate on the again on the unfortunate side, we have kids that feel like they're being beat up on, and whether it's by parent, another student, right? They have no outlets to release that anger. And again, this is not like placing blame on anybody, but mm-hmm. it's just something that I notice. So as I'm thinking through like how to answer your question, for me, uh, accountability looks like one, communication, right. able to verbally communicate that you either got me messed up, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or you are representing everybody who, you know, you're connected to poorly. Mm. So one of the things I would share with my, um, particularly with my middle school students, was that leadership is self-control. Yep. Right? Um, Because the group or the groups I had, and I'm thinking about one group in particular, would always be like, oh, but so-and-so got to do it. Right. (laughs) And I'm I'm literally looking at you. I'm talking to you. I am addressing you. Right. And that's not to say, like, you know, that we should be allowing favoritism in, in, you know, spaces where children are because they pick up on that, too. But to be able to say to uh, a young person, hey, you want to be a leader? This is what you have to do. You have to learn how to control yourself. Mm -hmm. Control anybody else. Right. And I know, like, even thinking, uh, trying to take in what you said earlier about your some of your students, like, not recognizing, like, there's a next portion of life or mm-hmm. next phase of life after this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I'm trying to keep in mind the fact that, like, I had a certain group of students, like, a certain type of student, right? Uh, I was really blessed that the group of students that I'm talking about, they weren't fighting all the time. Um, but just kind of thinking through like some of the things I would share with them, like you cannot be a leader. You cannot be the person that you say or that they would tell me they wanted to be if they lacked self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like, just again, trying to think about like younger age groups, I feel like, or younger, uh, children, I feel like it start, it has to start so early, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it has to start so early and reminding, uh, smaller children, right. Reminding younger youth, your every action has a consequence, right. Mm -hmm. So my daughter used to cry when she didn't, when I would say no, right. Or my daughter used to cry, like when she didn't understand why I was saying no. So I had to start taking the time to be like, oh, well, if we if you're asking me for this thing, right, if I can't do it right now, that don't mean I'm not going to do it at ever. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, Or um, another example. Right. If I think sometimes we forget as adults that sometimes kids, youth, teenagers, they don't know how to communicate the best ways all the time either. Right. So we were leaving. I was picking her up after work from my family's house. Um, in between my family's house and my house is a McDonald's, right? She knows that. Instead of saying, hey, can we go to McDonald's because I want X, Y, Z, she's asking me like a, a, a question from left field, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it don't have nothing to do with what she actually wanted and what she needed. By the time 
home, then she says, oh, well, because, and I kept asking her, like, what do you actually want, right? And she never said it. But her mind, it was, if I would have asked for what I wanted, you would have said no. Mm-hmm. And her asked this, again, outlier question that had nothing to do with, again, what she wanted. So I had to explain to her, like, you crying, you're upset now. But really, if you would have just asked me what you wanted, because now we at home, right? I'm not going back. <laughs> right, of course. Right? I, I'm not making a U-turn because we are in the, we are in front of the house, right? It ain't like, you know, we down the block. We're in front of the house. And instead of using your words to communicate, you're, you need to take some accountability and understand that you could have had what you wanted, but you blocked your own blessing. Look at that. So I think like, uh, and I, I saw, who did I see to say this? Um, Her name's Destiny something, Destiny Ann or something. Um, I follow her and I know I mentioned her on the podcast before, right? Um, I want to say she has at least a child that's like close to my age group. So for them, and probably like an older child, I'm not sure if she's like in middle school older, but definitely one that's older, right? So Sometimes I'm like trying to hear how other parents are, you know, reacting and responding and disciplining too. And she like really prides herself on like gentle parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and but also rec- uh, like being very honest and saying, "Hey, gentle parenting all doesn't always work because of the parents' emotions or because of the parents' like ability or lack of." um patience right or ability to react with patience right so I think the same thing kind of like resonates as I'm thinking about you know being in a space with like 20 30 kids (laughs) Mm -hmm. right um it's easy to say like oh I want to be that type of teacher that's understanding right Mm -hmm. that is going to be patient enough to explain you know, why you can't do this, why you shouldn't do this. And let's think about some alternatives to things that you can do in this building, right? Or that you can do walking down the hallway. So you're not like all over the place, right? But if you got five kids that's, you know, jumping down the stairs, acting crazy, Mm -hmm. you might not have enough patience to be able to do that five different times, right? Right, yep. So... I don't know. It looks for me um, in the classroom, in the school building, um, teaching accountability has to be very, very, very creative. Right. Mm. Um, It has to be very creative. It has to be something that. How can I explain this? It has to be something that also reinforces um long term the idea that you know school is a long term thing right mm-hmm. as you were talking i know this is like a, a not on topic right type mm-hmm. of but as you were talking i just kept thinking cuz and i i think you sent this to me or like you posted it or something mm-hmm. um but i i saw on instagram the um and it's like months old, right? Because graduation season about to come up again, right? But there was yeah. a, a group of seniors uh-huh. um, in Texas that apparently out of the entire senior class, like only five of them were eligible 
to graduate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, Jackie, I went and you know I'm nosy like that in numbers, uh. right? In terms of like quality control, right? So I immediately was like, okay, only five eligible. What happened here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, only five students were eligible. How many students were in the senior class, right? Now, mind you, it was only 38 to begin with. And the school apparently only has like, or at the time, or no, I think this year actually only has like less than 300 students. So, you know, comparatively speaking, <laughs> that's not a lot. But when you think like an entire group of students, like an entire group of seniors can't graduate, right? That's alarming, right? Mm-hmm. But again, going back to like being able to teach accountability to sixth graders who really seem like they don't have any sense of accountability, right? Um, my suggestion would be to start getting them to think like about the fact that like when they go like, well, I guess what I'll say like what you're already doing, right? Trying to remind them like, hey, when you get to high school, you ain't going to be able to jump down the stairs like this. Right. right. Yeah. At the high school, you ain't going to be able to fight like this, right? If you want to go to college, right? If you want to go to, you know, your whatever it, you think your job is, your dream job. You know, I have a friend, uh, Javita, who says she never dreams of working. But, you know, right. like the thing you really think you want to do, you're not going to be able to act this way, right? Right, uh, yeah. And also reminding them, like y'all are still kids so I expect you to act like a kid right and I expect you to do things that I might think are off the wall or just like completely outlandish but I also expect you to like understand that there are times and places mm-hmm. self-correct yep yep yeah I um yeah again it is very concerning to me only because of, uh, and I guess that's why I question, you know, going back to my original question in terms of the um, exposure and how are they able to pick up negative things so easily, you know, um, because of it being um, advertised, you know, as it being popular or, or, or cool or whatever this and that. Because, I mean, because you see grown women mm-hmm. on social media. On social like, media, on every reality show. Right, you know what I'm saying? So that's like, that's like the norm. So there's no sense of, um, you know, communication or trying to, you know, settle a dispute in a different way. You know, there's like, you know, like, what's that, you know? So that's like that has become, you know, the default in terms of how to settle a dispute. And then when you actually get down to the core of it, it's like, you know, what 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 were we even fighting about? Like, what were we even upset about? And then nine times out of 10 is something so minor, so petty or that they can't even really give you a logical explanation as to why it even occurred in the first place. So and and that becomes more and more draining, more and more exhausting, because a lot of the times when you're actually in the classroom or if you're in, you know, the school setting or whatever, you can't even get to a lot of your educational content mm-hmm. because you are constantly 
correcting, redirecting behaviors and all this other stuff. And and because, excuse me, and because you don't have that support in certain instances, you know, um, of the school, of the parent and stuff like that, it can feel like it is a losing battle um, because there are so many educators that are frustrated just within this first month (laughs) we've only been in it a month Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and so um logistically speaking you know the the systems and we're not we're not talking about you know youth accountability or whatever the systems that are not that enable certain behaviors right you know because I know that everybody is trying to be mindful of everyone's mental health and have trying to handle everybody oh so and blah 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 I get that up to a certain extent you know but I think that sometimes um accountability has to be a wake-up call and I don't know what that all the time has to look like but I mean but you telling me that I can't eat with my friends at lunch I don't know how I don't know if I really get the point uh, of you know what is the idea that it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that punishment fits the crime. You know, depending on like what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like if I <laughs> used, like for an example, if I used um, gross pro- profanity during a lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like, like while the teacher is, is is speaking and they tried to reprimand me, and my punishment was I had to eat lunch alone. Mm. <laughs> I, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I don't know if that I don't know if that really drove home the point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know what it would have to take or what that looks like. I just. I don't know if I if I get the point though that what I did was wrong or that it made me care enough to where that makes me want to change. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting too though. I feel like a lot of things that when you and I you well you're a couple years older than me, but still like thinking about type of schooling, right? We've had enough conversations where I feel like you've had the same type of teachers that I've had for the most uh-huh. Right. And I just feel like there are a lot of people who are in the teaching profession or parents or educators. I'm, I'm talking about like adults, right? People who are in charge of some portion, major portion of a child's life, right? Who see things and just let things slide mm-hmm. more often than, you know, when we were younger. And that's pro- like that's problematic too, right? So you talking about like I'm a student, I'm Tyra, and I'm just like this be gone, yeah. blah blah blah, mfing in the classroom. Like I would have been suspended. Yeah, listen, <laughs> do you, you understand like, me? Or, or like my teacher would have called my mom, and my mom would have embarrassed me. You know do you I'm understand like, me? It's not the same anymore, Jackie. Just off of that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and, and again, uh, 
so I have a friend slash person who I work with that says all the time, right? Uh, we have failed a lot of these kids. Mm. Talking like generally, the we that she's talking about are educators, parents, and teachers alike, or and you know a- administrators alike, right? Not to say like Jackie and you know myself, we failed them. But what I get from that is a couple of things, right? Again, people who are willing to who think like oh profanity ain't that big of a deal so i'm gonna let it pass right mm-hmm. that means then i'm getting on the bus and mm-hmm. I'm a teenager and it's an 85 year old woman next to me or 85 year old man next to me and i feel like it's cool for me to be cussing in front of them well yeah right um it gets to the idea of because you know or in her mind or you know the way she's explaining and the way my mind kind of wraps my head around the idea like the educational system is so jacked up right Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. in the month of or I'm sorry in one month of school right because school just started what August 22nd August 23rd something like that yep in a month and a week and like five days not a full like regular calendar week it's been a month and five days Mm -hmm. of school right and to hear like teachers talking about, oh yeah, like I got to go do my leg, my tour of service, like com- literally comparing it to being in the armed forces, mm-hmm. right? Or to hear you even say like, oh my God, like teachers have had it, like are are tired, mm-hmm. and recognizing to uh, to be completely honest, like a lot of these kids are failing, mm-hmm. bored, don't understand right just do not want to be in school Mm -hmm. people who are tired the most right are the people who are really trying trying to make this work but also y'all being met with a group of kids that don't want to be with you at all Mm -hmm. like my daughter is a great student in terms of grades and in terms of like again knowing that I will come up school up to school and embarrass you and (laughs) (laughs) you ain't gonna be embarrassed (laughs) And I ain't gonna be coming off my job, you know. Or not, if I'm working at home, or if I got a day off, I'm not gonna be disrupted, right? Because you don't know how to sit down. That's mm. you know. That's but she was taught that early on, right? And I'm I'm sorry. Let me say this a different way, in a more positive way. Early on, she really liked school, mm-hmm. right? And then again, y'all have if y'all have heard me on here before, tell this story or tell, you know, anything about our lives, you know, that she had pre-K and then kindergarten, she was working from home or doing school from home, right? Because we mm-hmm. shelter in place. So her first, you know, like really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Her first, like what should have been a really structured uh, transition into like real what I'm using air quotes y'all real school right mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. Of school where we might not have naps because some kindergartens don't have naps right yep. um my first like real understanding like and she's going and, like shelter in place doing home from I mean doing work from school outside of like not being able to connect biggest part right not that station mm-hmm. outside of that she still like loved school like that whole teacher I'm a student dynamic I saw that black woman like pour into those kids on the screen right as much as she could 
And so my daughter still like, again, still talks about that teacher as if she's like one of her top teachers, one of her favorite teachers. Right. Mm -hmm. But having been through one, two, three, this is her fourth teacher. Right. And knowing that she generally, you know, kind of like this white man. Right. Mm -hmm. She just really hate. Like she tells me all the time she does not want to go to school. What, mm. what's the what's the cause of that then mm -hmm. you a good student right you um you know get good grades right so it's not like you going in there and you being torn down right because you know of behavior or because you know because you just don't get uh you know the concept that the teacher is trying to teach you but on the other end, like I, she also talks to me about her classmates' behavior. Mm -hmm. As you know, like I said, first grade, second grade. Now she's in third grade. For the past three years, she has consistently talked to me in a way that is like so over it about yeah. other people's behavior around her. Yeah. And again, that's not to say like she don't. You know, she might not have her day, right? Mm -hmm. But to hear some of the stuff, like again these first second and third graders so imagine what they gonna be doing by the time they get to sixth grade with Jack. right mm -mm. don't right. come over here with that yep i'm talking about slapping people i'm talking about like punching people i'm talking about so-and-so says something so i hit them and again this is me also having to remind her like you can't be picking up this behavior yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you you ain't gonna talk to me how you talk to your so-called friends, right? I know we've always heard that, or at least my age group, right? We've always heard that, right? But now I'm the parent that has to say that, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I have to say, you know, lead a little third grade attitude in the third grade classroom, right? Because again, it's, again, y'all know third grade girls just really <laughs> yep. grind my gears. They, <laughs> they butter my grits. Jesus. Um, <laughs> So, um, I was. Oh Jesus! She said "shush" to me the other day, and I had to be like, "Girl, who are you talking to?" Right? <laughs> who? Who? What? Uh, who? That was a whole thing, right? And I'm I'm having a little bit of a flashback. My me. Lord, bless oh, Jesus! Sorry, y'all. Mid podcast, I'm having a flashback. But I, you know, I, I say all of that. I say all of this to say, right, that. I don't necessarily think the educational system that we have right now is going to be able to continue. Like, you know how we say, like, reimagine, uh, you know, the police force, like, mm -hmm. abolishing, you know, the police. I feel like there needs to be something that is, like, so innovative, right? something that needs to sh like an atmospheric shift a like to be honest it needs to be like a spiritual shift right yep. happen in the day-to-day -day of the classroom and of the school building mm -hmm. that just wipes away what we're doing right now because it's not working anymore and this like kind of tug on teachers not wanting to go to or like emotional tug is what I'm trying to say and spiritual tug right of teachers not wanting to show up to work mm -hmm. because of having to redirect kids so much and again kids that 
generally should like school, not wanting to be there, right? Or not having, again, even in Jackie's example, right? Not having any sense of this is somebody who can decide my future. Mm -hmm. Um, About that one, you know, what'd you say her name was? Jariah? Jariah. Mm -hmm. Right, about that one person. Like, I get stranger danger, right? I understand, like, okay, in some instance, right, if I see an adult on the street, I might not be as uh, amicable, right? <laughs> I'm thinking about another situation with my daughter where last night we got approached by a neighbor and she was very standoffish, right? Now, when we got in the house, she was like, oh, I think I kind of like him, right? But she, like, on the onset, she was very standoffish about this man. And I was not, I didn't care, right? Because she don't know him, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's dark outside. It must have been like, because um, her and my grandmother got uh, home from an event kind of late. So it must have been like 10, 10, 15, right? So the fact that she wasn't trying to talk to him, I really didn't care. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, he says he's an older man. So he said something about it, right? And when I go back and talk to him, I'm going to let him know, like, when young girls are doing that, that means they don't want to talk to you. Right. Just off point, you, you know, just off GP. Like, you know, that's a conversation you don't have to finish, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, <laughs> when we in the school building, right, the idea, and I think this also brings up the idea that, you know, it's a lot of kids that don't trust school anymore. Mm. Right? Because for whatever reason, whether it was shelter in place or whether it's, you know, something else that happened post shelter in place, a lot of kids don't don't really want to be in the school building, right? But also a lot of kids don't really feel like, you know, school is the place where they can be their best selves or their most genuine selves. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's a long way to answer your question about accountability. <laughs> no. But I really feel like there needs to be like a complete, um, a complete like re-envisioning of what the school day could look like. Mm. Hmm. I, I I agree. I agree because there there needs to be some sort of um, uh, revamp to the educational system as a whole. Because um, uh, I I've never seen. And again, if if you are on TikTok, you probably have seen like in your for you page or whatever, seen so many teachers um, being so vocal you know, about the conditions of their school, about the conditions of their students and the, and the educational system as a whole, um, you know, like really, you know, trying to sound the alarm of, you know, of course, like this is, these are supposed to be our, our future leaders, doctors, whatever, you know, but I mean, how, how are you going to be a leader and you're illiterate? <laughs> and then, you know, not only are you illiterate, um once you are made aware of that it's like it it doesn't it is it's like it doesn't connect like it doesn't you don't see the urgency or that it doesn't bother you the fact that you that you can't read or write mm-hmm. it's like eh, you know okay you know because because I, I often think i know tyra and i we talked about the form and i know that we've laughed about it before but like if another student Ask me how to spell something. You know what I'm saying? Because when when they when they do that, when they come and they ask me, Miss Edie, can you help me spell such and such? Mm-hmm. And I, I and and I agree to do it. 
I don't just spell it out for them. You know what I'm saying? We go through the whole steps of, okay, how does this sound? How does that word sound or whatever? You know, and then once we start and then at one point when you, you know, run into uh, a roadblock, you get frustrated and then you just give up and Google it. And uh, and that's the part that be, I'm just like, why, why is it like, forget Google. Why is it the fact that you don't know how to spell? How come that doesn't bother you? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, what, you know, uh, cause I even asked a student one time that what if you're somewhere uh, without, without an electronic and you have to do something. You know, what if you don't have access to Google at that moment where you need it and you're trying to, you know, finish something? And so she was just like, you know, oh, well, I just won't, you know, know how to spell it. And 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 that response, you know, just the, um, you know, the apathy is just like. <laughs> and it's amazing to me because I feel like I want to blame the phone. <laughs> because like I want to blame the phone on kids like not being able or the tablet or like devices mm-hmm. on kids not being able to like spell be in part I don't know I think as you were talking I thought about like the fact that I'm going to Google right I have to type something in like I have to look at letters right mm-hmm. um I have to know you know what to type right mm-hmm. I have to know like the right question to ask um if I'm going to like research something right so you saying like how you gonna be a leader if you're illiterate right in my mind I'm like okay well wait a minute how you gonna you know ask the right question how you gonna get the right answer if you don't know how to ask the right question mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but the reason I'm saying like the phone like I feel like part of like this culture and the way our culture has become around phones I feel like part of that is to blame for kids not knowing how to spell because when oh, yeah. you talk about the keypad it's not in alphabetical order right so if I'm on a phone all day or if I'm on a device all day and I'm and I'm actually using the keypad or I'm actually typing something in right I'm not forced to think about the alphabet and you know what I'm saying or and <laughs> I was sharing with Jackie y'all um, you know what I do when my eight year old kind of has those same questions now today I'm asking her to do something because I'm running to this dentist appointment right and she's asking me how to spell something for so for the sake of time right I'm literally in the car driving I can't be on my phone I asked her to say hey read this to me I'll give you the answers and you put it in right um but she asked me how to spell something and I had to tell her right then right so normally though <laughs> that was a that was again an, a, a a different type of situation but normally I will tell her okay so if you look it up or if you start typing it in and then the actual word you're looking for comes up you still got to spell it for me right Right. You still got to say it out loud for me. And if you are going to Google to look it up, you better make sure you better not have to ask me again. Yeah, listen. Because at the end of the day, like if you it's cool if you're going to use that as a tool. Right. But you're not going to use it as a tool multiple times. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to use. I'm sorry. You Let me say it a different way. It's cool for you to use it as a tool. You're not going to use it as a crutch. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, because even like they don't even have to technically type it in. They don't have to text it in. You got the Google Voice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey Google, how do you spell such and such? Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and it'll and it'll just do it. Say that Lord, let her thank thank God she in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's new, like I don't know, y'all. Um I guess I, I guess I just wanna know how to spell it though, Jackie. You're right, yeah, right. She's that's what she's like. Oh well, I mean, I guess I just wanna know how to do it. And and it was just like just and just said it with like no type of emotion and I'm like, hey, you know, I guess I just won't I guess I just won't know. It's like, bruh. <laughs> that and 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 you and you're and you're okay with that. That's the part that's like mind blowing almost like is that the fact that you're okay with that. It's, it's like, not mind blowing to me because ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, uh, uh, okay. If I'm, if I'm a sixth grader and it's something I don't have to pack into my mind in that in that in that mind in that uh in that time in her life i'm like yeah that's not as mind blowing to me right because again i well i at least see it in a in an 8 year old right so you in 6th grade you probably like between 11 and 13 you know mm-hmm. 11 if you really really smart right but generally like you're like 12 or 13 right so I can see like a twelve or thirteen year and be like, mm, well, whatever, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they, they're that nonchalant anyway. Yeah, yeah, about everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and we don't teach curiosity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know how like we see on Instagram and like on these memes, like they should teach self love in school and stuff like that. Well, they should also teach curiosity. What right? mm-hmm. it means to like be self motivated. Right, mm-hmm. that, like that could be like a whole twenty minutes, you know, throughout the day, every day. Mm-hmm. Don't teach, uh, you know, why information is important anymore. Mm-hmm. So, mm. when, when you you said the response earlier, I was like, mm, "That's cute. That's funny." Right, <laughs> but it's very much something a twelve or thirteen year old would say. Whether they mean it or not, that's just that's just my jab back at you, Mr. Right, right. He's like, oh, I mean, well, I mean, I guess I just won't know how to spell it. I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, <laughs> all right, well, you know. <laughs> and, and my thing is always, I was like, okay, whatever works. If that works, works you know, whatever works, I'm just whatever works, whatever works. If that if that's working for you, <laughs> I'm all for. What what's working is 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 that working? <laughs> Wonderful. Because <laughs> one thing I will not do, I I will not. Um, because we've had teachers that have had to. I mean, due to stress, like leave sick, you know, fall ill, and you know, all, all the, huh? In the first month. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Due due to due to stress already. And I and my, my approach is, you know, when I come up against a, a combative student, I mean I I let you know at that moment that this ain't that. But at the end of the day, I'm not finna yell. I'm not finna do that. Because you're not about to send me home with any headaches. And I'm not about to have my peace disrupted. Uh, because you don't want to learn. I'm not going <laughs> to... It's. I mean, I, I can't force 
education down your throat. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I I can't I can't force you to be enlightened. I can't force you to be educated if you don't want it. I mean, uh, all I can do is that because at that point I'm responsible for like the other you know thirty something you know lives that are in there or however many. Um, at that point and I'm and I'm sorry I'm not about to um, spend that kind of energy on on somebody that that just doesn't want it because at the end of the day I mean what what can, what can I do am I gonna just sit there and just make you open your book just make no it's like my job as an educator is to distribute content educational content you know um, that that is not my job to address to constantly address and redirect behavior you know what i'm saying because then i'm stepping into a realm of parenting that is supposed to be outside of my zone right because then if if i start doing that then that's going to pose another problem for me as the educator if you start doing what per se you know what I'm saying? And instilling another level of discipline, respect, and all that stuff. Because, because of course, as educator, I can only go so far with that mm-hmm. legally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can only go so far with that. And so if you are that student that is rather combative, you know, that just doesn't want to for whatever reason of course we're not even getting down to the core of what's happening because you ain't even you ain't even trying to do all that you just being they some of them they just flat out i just don't want to okay bet okay and and guess who's not gonna make you miss edie (laughs) so as you were talking jackie i (laughs) Again, I'm like, mm, I wonder how many teachers feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Merrimack College Teacher Survey, a nationally representative poll of more than 1,300 teachers conducted by the Ed Week Research Center and commissioned by the Winston School of Education and Social Policy at Merrimack College. Um, it was a survey that was conducted for a little over a month. And it was designed to replace a survey that was like 25 years old, that mm. 2012, right? So for what? And this is a survey that was conducted January 9 to February 23 of this year, right? Wait, no, no. I'm so sorry. Of last year, 2022. So that means from 2012, 2012, did I say that right? From 2012 to 2022 for 10 years, right? This mm-hmm. huge uh i guess i would say like nationally relevant survey of teachers did not exist right so now we're switching to a new um survey conducted mm-hmm. from january 9th to february 23 of last year right that's after the pandemic again after 12 years has passed for any of those 1300 teachers if any of them are from chicago right 50 schools have been closed number of strikes right all of this stuff has happened mm-hmm. but it says the results paint a picture of a disillusioned i have i have a problem with that word but disillusioned and exhausted workforce mm-hmm. 
a little more than half of teachers are satisfied with their jobs and only 12% say they're very satisfied with their jobs. And in 2020, 12 was 39 plus 12. 51. Uh, uh, 51, thank you. 51% reported being very satisfied. Mm. Okay. More than half of teachers said they, would, they wouldn't advise their younger self to pursue a career in teaching. Mm. It goes on to say, in interviews, teachers say they still, now mind you, that's just the survey. I'm checking a box or answering the question, right? But in the interviews, teachers say they still love teaching, but they're fed up with everything else. They feel burdened by a constantly growing workload, especially with more students having greater academic and social emotional needs than ever before. Obviously, this this, you know, the most obvious thing that I'm reading right now is that they underpay. But it says they don't feel like they're paid appropriately for all the work they do. And they don't feel like they're respected as professionals. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think like, again, okay, if we're saying that students are dissatisfied, right? If we're saying that teachers are dissatisfied, we could even go up you know, up the totem pole, right? Clearly mm-hmm. administrators ain't satisfied if we got a whole senior class <laughs> that was told they could not walk across the stage until like they postponed graduation and tried to figure in the superintendent, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, Texas schools, right? Had to figure out a way to like heal and repair the damage that had been done, right? Because apparently the principal told families a couple days before the graduation was supposed to happen or the original graduation, right? So if there's this much dissension in the system, right, Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. supposed to be educating our students, that's supposed to be, you know, uh, helping people who potentially could be lifelong learners, right, have an appreciation for learning, right, learning something new, learning how to do something a different way, like it just it just screams start over to me (laughs) and I don't know if that's a you know as intuitive um to the people at the top right as it should be like I just wonder like what the education the U.S. Department of Education like feels is the um is should be the standard right now at this point and even think about like CPS, I'm always getting, which I tend to not open them, right? Because again, I've worked inside of CPS schools, even though I'm like a little removed, but now I'm talking to people like you, Jackie, like I said, to Peru, like talking to people, Ling, who are inside of schools on a regular basis. And they like, it's messed up here, mm-hmm. right? But when I get, as a parent, I get like these... um you know, stellar record, record uh, month at CPS type of emails. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like is lying. Mm-hmm. Right. And it make me, it just, again, it just makes me kind of wonder like the people who are in these offices, whether it's, you know, on Capitol Hill or whether, wherever the U.S. Department of Education is, right, in D.C. and, um, you know, downtown, SCPS, like it just kind of makes me wonder like what is the goal mm. what's the overarching goal for the education system in the United States yeah mm. I don't know y'all um, we would love to hear your thoughts 
um, uh, you know, this this one is a little, this particular episode is a little, a little longer. Uh, but this conversation, um, you know, was to me was very, very rich and very full. Um, but I would definitely would love to know um, any of our listeners' thoughts in terms of how to effectively um, introduce accountability to young people. And, and what do you think um, the state of the education um, system is or will be, you know, uh, for our young people? Um, what was I going to ask you? Do you happen to have an encouraging word, ma'am? Um, I think I want to give my encouraging word to, to teachers today. Mm-hmm. Um, I so value y'all. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was that kid who like, before my brother was born, like my stuffed animals would be lined up and I would like be pretending to teach, right? Um, I value like the space that y'all are in, right? I value like everything there is like that's, that incorporates like the teaching profession. Like, I just think it's so dope, right? Mm-hmm. And I just want y'all to like know that y'all are not alone. Mm. Right? I know a lot of times, especially if you're a teacher and it's like 30 of them, right? 25 of them. <laughs> and not to say like it's us versus them, but like it's 20, you know, students to one person, right? Sometimes these ratios are completely off, right? They're completely skewed and they feel like, it it, and it and it makes you feel like, oh, my God, I am completely alone in this work. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that you're not alone. Right. I just read the numbers. You know, uh, I know a lot of y'all talk to other teachers. Right. But. In those moments where it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this day? Right. I need you to recognize that what Jackie said is like so real, like you are providing a platform for people that is either going to advance who they are as a person right and you're doing it times 20 times 30 right um and that you are creating a a a space for quite frankly the future of our world right that is so impactful and a lot a lot of times I feel like we don't sit and take the amount of time the necessary amount of time to reflect on how how important right we use a, a non-essential and essential like a lot during shelter in place but we don't take we take for granted how essential teachers are to our everyday lives right mm-hmm. so I just want y'all to know like y'all not alone and whatever you need to do to not be that teacher that has to leave your job like unhealthy right mm-hmm mentally drained and stressed please take care of yourself yeah 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 i hear you on that um if i had to have um an encouraging word to say um ugh. i mean i i, I guess how the hell i'm trying to think how is the phrase usually go it says something about like when you want to give up remember why you started mm-hmm. i think that's how it's, i think that's how it's worded mm-hmm. uh for me me personally um i i i take youth development as the calling that from god that it is um so my 
motivation maybe a little bit differently only only because I am looking to hear God say that he has been pleased with my actions in terms of this assignment that he has given me. So, you know, do I be wanting to quit? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Do, you know, uh, you know, do, am I still asking God in some instances like, God, you see this and God, you know that. And what can I can you, can you give me something else to do? And da 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 da. But um again, and that also for me um keeps my stress at bay because I'm like and you know what Holy Spirit is so funny because uh, we always tell our young people you know when they are getting off task right when they are in in school and you know teachers teaching or whatever and they are, are talking or they are doing something to where they're supposed to be paying attention we always tell them that they're getting off task right and I remember, remember actually was it this week or a few days a few days ago or something like that um, how I got like really frustrated um, at one particular incident at school and Holy Spirit reminded me that, that you're getting off task. I was like, <laughs> and it, he literally said it just how like um, we tell the students like, yeah, you're getting off task. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> was like, like, okay. You know? So again, um, my, my motivation in this is is a little bit differently only because I am looking to, you know, be pleasing to to God in terms of this assignment that he has me on. So I would say, you know, if you are indeed a believer and you know that that you are called to the youth development space, um, you know, definitely, you know, don't you don't want to be uh, off task and then just remind yourself of why you started in the first place. So that's my encouraging word to you. Amen goes there. <laughs> so this is youth development what's working and what's not a safe space for youth advocates to share their strategies and their challenges to supporting youth i am jackie that is the awesome evangelist tyra owens um we're gonna catch y'all <laughs> we're gonna catch y'all on somebody's platform yeah after three years that is still funny to me. <laughs> and then I'm just saying, listen we do got a birthday coming up right um it it yeah, it is. We're going to catch y'all on somebody's platform, but you all have an awesome rest of the week. Enjoy the, the weekend. Uh, get out. Enjoy this weather before it starts to change, and we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.